Welcome to God's Table Talk, where real-life stories and testimonies of faith are brought to the table. I'm your host, Paul Eck. Today, I'm chatting with Mike Milfeld. He's been my Christian mentor and best friend for over 20 years. We attend the same church in Southeast Missouri. He was born in 1953 in St. Louis. As a child, his mother, as he says, dragged him to church whenever the church was unlocked. But once he reached his teen years, he stopped going and was your typical teen boy. When he was 20, he married Martha, and they lived your normal married adult life. Six years later, Martha began attending church with a work friend and eventually was saved. A few months later, at the age of 27, Mike was also born again. Mike, what brought you to the cross at the age of 27? Well, Martha was, was going to uh, uh, this church, and uh, she had been uh, invited by one of her co-workers, and uh, I didn't need the church. You know, I'd, I'd been around church all my life, and so uh, church was no big deal. There wasn't anything in it for me, I didn't think. But uh, I went to this church a couple times just, you know, for special services and things like that. And, and I noticed there was something about those people that was different. And, and, and I, I, was, I, was, I didn't realize it then, but I know now, I was being drawn by the Holy Spirit to a place where, where he could could feed me. So once you were saved, were you able to go back, like when you were, you said you were raised in the church, were you able to go back and like see times where God was trying to reach you when you were in the teenage years be or in your younger life when you were going to church just to go because mom wanted you to after you got saved? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I suspect that everybody's like that. You know, once once the Holy Spirit captures your heart, you begin to realize those times when, when through His prevenient grace, even before you were saved, you see those times where, where you were snatched from disaster, where, where, where you were ministered to but didn't realize it. But, but when, you're, when your spirit eyes are open, it becomes really evident that, that He was at work. Can you give me an example of a time you can think of back when maybe you were a teenager or younger when God's provenient grace was uh, obviously there? Oh yeah, yeah. There were there were numerous times when when I was under the influence of alcohol and and, and other things that uh, that I was protected while I was driving. Uh, when when we were out, you know, uh, swimming and canoeing and stuff. Wow. It'll be interesting one day when I'm on the other side to to see how many times uh, he he snatched my miserable <laughs> keister up from from being destroyed in a horrible way. Now, if I remember correctly, didn't you have like a time when you you had like a near death experience when you were a kid involving falling out of a tree? If I remember correctly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was eight years old, I. I come peeling out of the top of a big old soft maple tree at my grandma and grandpa's house. And, and uh, long story short, uh, three times on the way to the hospital up in St. Louis, I quit breathing and, and I cut a tracheotomy so I could breathe. But uh, when, uh, when the doctor did the initial exploratory surgery, uh, they just kind of, well, 
you know, we give him about 45 minutes. We don't expect him to live any longer than that. Mm. And that was almost 60 years ago now. Mm. Praise the Lord. So now let's go back to when you first accepted Jesus. You're 27, um, and you were married. You and Martha were married at that time. Yes. Did it cause stress? I know Martha was already saved, and you had just gotten saved. Did it cause stress in your marriage? And how did you overcome that to become a married couple under the covenant of God, as in when you were married the first time? It was just we're married. It was a human t or a earthly type marriage, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't any problem with our marriage, but but because. Those changes, they, they, they don't come overnight. It's a gradual process. And, and, and that's, that's something that, that brand new Christians need to understand. Uh, in most cases, God doesn't change you. Blink, you know, in, in a splash of a moment. He changes your relationship with him. But, but, but the, the maturing is a process. And, and so Martha and I... Uh, we were we were very curious and and hungry for more knowledge, and so we began studying together. The real issue was with family members and friends that that we had to either limit or cut off relationship with because of of where they were leading us. And I know that one of the things that uh, you guys used to like to do before you became saved is you like to go dancing. And I know that that was something that you guys decided you could no longer do. Explain a little bit why you couldn't do that after you became born again. It, it wasn't really an issue with the dancing, Paul. It, it was it was guilt by association. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that's really yeah. what it is. Yeah. Because because we would we we went uh, to one particular dance. And uh, there was a lot of alcohol consumption around us, but we we were felt led that, that we should not participate in that because it was you know it was a again a negative process, and so uh, so we were we were probably the only sober people that left that place, but the people outside watching those vehicles pull away with all those drunks saw our vehicle pull away as well. But we were sober. But nobody would have known that. And, and so people who knew that we went to that dance just assumed that we did everything the other people that were there did. And, and there was, I mean, there, there were a lot of things that were ungodly that went on that always do during a dance like that. Now, I know that one of the most important things that somebody, a new Christian, can have is a mentor or somebody who can help them in their walk because the early part of a walk as a Christian can be very difficult. Initially, there's the euphoria of being saved, but then mm -hmm. then the struggles of life come along. So I know that you and Terry uh, Skinner have had a long uh, friendship, and you still meet on a weekly basis. Was, was he one of the ones that was there when you first started your walk, or who was that person or people that you were able to uh, were able to help you and guide you in your walk. Uh, that, that's an interesting. I, we didn't know Terry and Jan Skinner for several years after we we uh, moved up here to Farmington. But uh, uh, the the people there at church, they were our mentors. We had a pastor, uh, a young pastor, him and his wife, and, and they had children. Uh, they they mentored us big time. But, but there were some of the, the uh, 
old timers in the church. Uh, me and Martha are those old timers now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the old timers in the church, the the, the people who had uh, seen people come and go, and, and here we were, and and we were we had a lot of questions. We we needed a lot of answers and, and some uh, some direction, and and they were there. Uh, any time we we wanted, I, I mean, any time we had a need, they were very generous in giving of their time, talent, and treasure in order to help us to, to get the truth. So then take us to, because I know Terry is a vital part, part of your walk, and you guys have done a lot of ministering together. Take us through meeting him and how this kind of, how this entire friendship kind of laid itself out and what what drew you to each other and where... You know, just some of the things you guys have gone through as as uh, brothers in Christ. Well, one of the one of the things that we learned right away in our Christian experience was the fact that we're not in this alone. We we, we need others, and that that uh, uh, one of the things that that we were supposed to do as Christians is is to lead other people to the Lord and and, and then to d disciple them, to, to draw them closer to God. And so uh, we knew Terry and Jan through the church. Now, they didn't attend there regularly, but uh, we got to meet them, and they just lived a block over. So it was really easy for us just to casually stroll over and 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 sit you know out on the front porch and and uh uh talk and and then it got to where well they'd come to church a few times and 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 one particular night after we terry and i had been together for a while as friends uh we went on that uh on that uh very uh, uh, popular <laughs> uh, overnight float trip and he and I spent the night on a gravel bar down on the current river and uh, we we really got to share our hearts with one another our 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 strengths and our weaknesses and our faults and 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 all that and and we really got to know one another closer than just friends we became brothers on that particular float trip and and it's just grown since then so let's talk about, I mean, this, we're trying to do this for men and women. This is not, this is not a he-man, woman, haters club thing here. But let's talk about the importance for a man who becomes a Christian to have another man, to have that kind of relationship. Well, you know, uh, husband and wife relationships are very important in all of this. But, but in order to have a... a a good prayer partner it helps to be of the same gender because of the difference between the personalities the 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 difference in relationships as man and woman plus the fact that that if if say Terry's wife Jan if me and Jan started meeting together alone okay there, there is a non-verbal problem with that, and people begin to assume the wrong things, and, and and sometimes even temptation can enter into a relationship like that. Whereas Terry and I, uh, we we became transparent, very transparent with brother. Still are, still are. As a matter of fact, I'll see him Tuesday night, Lord willing. All right, so let's let's see what role or look at what role Martha, your wife, plays in this. How is what you and her talk about 
when it comes to the faith and keeping each other walking on the right path, how is that different than what you and Terry go through? Well, of course, Martha and I, uh, our, our relationship is 24-7, has been for, what, uh, almost 47 years now. We're working on a half a century of putting up, uh, excuse me, of uh, 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 marital bliss. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, Martha, she's, again, the personalities, she's the tender, nurturing one. And me, I'm, I'm the, the kill them all, let God sort them out person. That, that's the difference between uh, men and women. In a nutshell. But actually, uh, Martha will come to me sometimes and she'll say, you know, I, I'm, I'm really being convicted about whatever. And she said, uh, she'll say, help, help me with that. Or, or she'll say, what do you think? And, and generally, It'll be something that God's been pecking on my heart, but I need her confirmation. And and it's just really cool the way that works. She helps me draw closer to God. And, and, I, and I saw a, uh, a neat little illustration one time, a man and a wife, and, and up here's God. And the closer they draw to God, the closer they draw together. And that that has really played out in our relationship. She helps draw me closer. Now, we mentioned the fact that you were raised in the church. Your mom went to church all the time. Your mom still... Drug us kids to yeah. church you wanted to go or not. Yeah. So um, did that change your relationship with your mom when you got saved at 27 and you started, and even with your father, because your father was alive, but you told me that your father never did attend church, but he was saved before he died. Dad used to attend church with mom, I, but, but people got between my dad and God and 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 dad held god responsible for the way the church uh handled the situation and so he turned his back on god back when i was just young uh but as far as my, as my mom uh she it it was really a joy for her to see that me and martha were were back in church but uh different church and she she kind of wished that we were going to her church, but, but she understood, and she gave us the freedom, which was really good because it didn't cause any problems at all between us. Hmm. So now let's talk a little bit about one of the things that you and Martha use, I think, as a way of reaching people is camping and going to your property and doing a yearly trip at the Current River you've had a chance to mentor a lot of people and you're still mentoring some new Christians that are in our church. Um, talk a little bit about that, of how that makes it easier, or maybe I'm thinking it makes it easier to be able to to open up when you're in that atmosphere where you're out in, the, out in nature just kind of enjoying what God's creation. Well, that that's part of it, uh, being able to, to go out and, and actually... Well, you know how it is when we set up camp it, it, it just becomes a small community and and we don't have a lot of the outside influences drawing us away and, and we, we we grow dependent upon one another I mean everybody does their own part in the camping experience and, and so when, when we realize how dependent we are on one another that's the way the church is 
the different gifts and, and talents that, that people in church, that, that, that Christian people have, uh, come together in the church. And, and we do that when we're camping as well. There's other ways to, to, to mentor, to, to witness. We, we do that at, uh, at Sunday, Sunday dinner after church here at the house. I can't, I, there's no telling how many people, different people we've had here. And, and, and it helps them to see that Christian people are real people. <laughs> They're not just like that on Sunday. Uh, even when they let their hair down, God gets the glory. All right, so let's talk a little bit about, I know one of the things that you're very, in, you love to do is to study God's Word. Um, is that something you did when you first got saved and it just became natural for you, or is it something that you had to really tell yourself, I've got, not only do I need this, but I, this is something i got to do? Back up just a little bit. I used to read the Bible back before I got saved, but it wasn't for the right reasons. Uh, it, it was it was very boring. It, it was a lot of it was repetitious, and and I, I I I read it to prove it wrong. Now, <laughs> there's a lot of people a whole lot smarter than me that tried to do that and end up becoming Christians. <laughs> I think of Josh McDowell and and and, and many others. But uh, uh, when I first got saved. And, 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 and when I gave the Holy Spirit a place in my heart, in my life, uh, one of the first things I realized, well, you're supposed to read the scriptures. And I started reading. And I thought, is this the same stuff I used to read before? Wow, this is cool. These are real people. These are real places. These are real problems that people dealt with. And, and, and wow, I, I just... Yeah, 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 I got to get ready for work. But just hold on a minute because I, I need to finish this. Well, I need, I need to keep, you know, it, it just captured me. I, I couldn't put it down. And then, and then when I began to study it with, with, with different study helps, uh, it became so interesting. And, uh, and being able to share some of that stuff with other people, it helped open their eyes as well. So... Yeah, it, it, it happened. Uh, it, it was a process, but wow, I, I still haven't quit studying. I know I've heard many pastors say that, you know, of course, they read the scriptures a lot when they're preparing for sermons and stuff. I've heard many of them say they'll read a scripture a hundred times, and that hundred and first time, all of a sudden, something comes out of that scripture they never saw before. And they said, how did I never, how did I, how did I never see this before? And so it's vital. It... Did you see yourself, let's say when you were 18, did you see yourself where you are now when you were 18 years old? Or how much has what you imagined you'd be at 67 years old, how, how much has that changed from what your image was when you were 18? <laughs> you know how it is when you're 18. You're made of steel and going to live forever. Yeah, yeah, 10 feet tall and bulletproof. You know, uh, live for today things change a whole lot just as you get older if you have the privilege of getting older I didn't know if I was going to or not didn't care never thought about it but wow uh, I, I I would have never pictured myself being a man of God when I was 18 years old even, even when I was 25 years old uh, 
Yeah, it's it's been amazing. It's been it's been a, a heck of a run. <laughs> and we certainly all hope that it doesn't end anytime soon. Well, <laughs> it's up to God. <laughs> That's true. So, let's say there's somebody watching this who is not a believer, but has felt the pricking of the of his, of his heart by God. Is there something you would say to him to to encourage him? Yeah, yeah. Don't fight it. Let it happen. Best thing ever happened in my life. Uh, I, yeah, it, it's it's been such a such an incredible life since then. Uh, it's been a true life, and God has blessed us down through the years, and, and hopefully has used us to bless many other people down through the years. And and, and this stuff, uh, the stuff I lived for back when I was eighteen. What was temporary stuff? The stuff we're living for now is going to bear fruit in eternity, and that's where you really need to focus on, on the the long term, the eternal issues. My thanks to Mike Melville for his time and testimony on God's Table Talk today. This will be an ongoing series of chats with Christians and their coming to faith. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing for more content and share with family and friends. I'm Paul Eck at God's Table Talk. Be blessed, but more importantly, be a blessing.